Here I come, walking down the street. Got plenty of sun. Wait a minute, I'm not walking down a street. I'm rolling. I'm rolling down a highway. The Harland Highway. Hello? This ain't no street. This be a highway, player. Oh, lean back. Hey, everybody. You are, in fact, rolling down the Harland Highway with yours truly, me, Harland Williams, your host, your chauffeur, your sexy date to the prom, if you will. Um, Great to have you here. I hope your 2014 is off to a roaring, racist start. And uh, fun show today. We're going to be talking about um, apologizing. There's way too much apologizing going on out in the world today. And I've ranted about it before. And I'm going to rant about it a little bit more this time. Not too much, but just enough. Uh, because all the apologizing reminded me of something kind of fun from my childhood that I think might give you a little laugh. Also, a special treat. I'm going to take you live inside a very kind of dingy, dark comedy set where I went and did like uh, a stand-up comedy routine way off the beaten track in a very unusual setting, Uh, kind of my workout room. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Let's get going. It's the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. I will look for you. Does your mother know what you're doing for a living? The Harland Highway. hey That is classic! I will find you. My mom always said, You can't handle the truth! <laughs> many years of therapy. Many, many, many. Fucking years of therapy. And I will kill you. Listen, lame brain. Let an expert show you how to do this. The Harland Highway. You never know what you're going to get. It's the Harland Highway. Hey, I just want to say sorry for this podcast. You know, before we even get started, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry because there's probably going to be something in here that, you know, offends somebody. And I'm not even going to say anything offensive, but because everyone's so eagerly looking for a reason to make someone apologize for anything nowadays, I'm going to say sorry right now. And I'll say it all the way through the podcast if I have to. Are we sick of people saying sorry yet, everybody? Holy crap. I think I did a podcast on this about a year and a half ago, and I was like, ah, man, what's with everybody saying sorry? And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Everybody and their sister is saying sorry publicly on TV, on Twitter, on Facebook, on the news. I mean, good Lord. Who cares? I'm tired of sorry. Sorry doesn't do anything. We live in a world full of dysfunctional people who are constantly making mistakes, who are too dumb or too stupid to have any have any type of social filter, who don't understand that it's inappropriate to tweet the N-word. Apparently Madonna last week tweeted the N-word. But apparently it was supposed to be in a funny, uh, you know, uh, really cool, um, complimentary fashion. You know what? 
don't be dumb enough to tweet the N-word, and don't be dumb enough to even say or think the N-word. What are you thinking? There's never a right time to use it. Why would you want to use it anyways? You know what? There's a dictionary with, with hundreds of thousands of words in it. Can you please choose an alternate word or make something up? You know, even more stupid than all these people having to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for having an opinion. I'm sorry for saying stupid things. I'm sorry for speaking my mind. But what's really frightening to me is these people of people, people of authority, people of position, people of status in life, in society, are so dumb that they're tweeting these things that most kids with good manners knows not to say even in private conversations. So how are how are all these celebrities so stupid? How are all these politicians and CEOs and people of prominence? How are they so stupid that they keep having to apologize because you know, first of all, before you Twitter and tweet and twat, whoops, sorry, I said twat, sorry, sorry, I hope, whoops, sorry, just think, think before you jump, man. I, I'm not going to go on about it because it's, uh, I've, been on, I've been on this road before and I know you've heard it and I'm not telling you anything you new, you know, but it reminds me of when I was a kid there was this old uh, sketch that Carol Burnett did, and there's a game called Sorry. And her and her, she did a skit where her and her family played Sorry, and it drove everybody nuts. And I think we're living in a world now where we're just playing a giant game of Sorry. Oh, it's too late. We're already doing that every day. Every day someone says sorry. Every day, every minute, every hour, some dumb celebrity or some stupid sports figure or some dumbass politician or some news broadcaster saying sorry. You pick up this little bell and you ring it and you say sorry. And then that opponent has to go right back to where he started, see? You pick up the bell and you go, sorry, 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 Celebrities should have to wear a bell around their neck or anyone who's idiotic enough to make a stupid tweet. I'm tired of the apologies. Can we just have, uh, I don't know. Should we just have people ring a bell? It's like when you put a bell on a cat so you know where the cat is. Maybe we know where the idiots are. They just have a bell around their neck ringing all the time. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's the game we're playing in life thanks to social media. It's just a big game of sorry!
Okay, I'm not really sorry. Yes, I am. I'm sorry I said I'm not sorry. Um, hey, let's. Uh, I want to play you guys something. Um, when I'm kicking around Hollywood and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not on the road doing my stand-up shows or I'm not at a theater or a comedy venue somewhere, what I like to do is kind of go to these uh, local clubs around Hollywood and work on material. I just kind of throw stuff at the wall. I experiment. I try concepts that I think are going to be funny. Um, and on this night, I went to uh, I went to some crazy comedy club way on the east end of Hollywood, and um, it's kind of like kind of the trendy artsy area. And someone was running a comedy club, but not it wasn't even a club; it was a room up above a Chinese restaurant. It was still part of the Chinese restaurant. But I guess they had an upstairs area that really wasn't used for much. So it was a very small venue. I think it only held about 100 people maybe or 90 people. And it was crazy because there weren't even enough chairs. So people were sitting on the floor and in chairs. And even the stage, well, there wasn't even a stage. It was just on the floor. And there was a microphone and people were like literally sitting around me at my feet. It was like a, like a hippie love-in. It was wild. And uh and so I don't ever go to these nights expecting to do real well. Uh because I, I do a lot of new material, a lot of new ideas. Um uh, I kind of riff with the crowd hoping I find ideas. That's how comedians do it. They write, they experiment. And so on this night, uh I didn't have a particularly great night. And it was a bit weird uh, being upstairs in a Chinese restaurant where people were eating downstairs. I mean, this place was so crowded, I couldn't even wait in the room and watch the show. I had to go down and sit in the Chinese restaurant and wait till someone came and got me. I could hear the show overhead um, because the room wasn't closed off. and uh, And so I just waited till someone came down and got me. And here I go. I, th- I thought I'd share it with you because I think there's a few funny moments in here that I like. It's not all gold, but I think you'll you be the judge. That's that's comedy. So I thought I'd share it with you, gang. Here it is, Harlan Williams, live last week in the attic of a Chinese restaurant. Here we go. This next comic, I probably spent like a good semester of college quoting some of his lines from the movies he was in. Uh, he's a fucking hilarious guy. Everybody please welcome Harlan Williams! Hey gang, thanks for that nice round of applause. Uh, boy, it's uh, nice to be doing comedy with the uh, scent of egg drop soup all around. <laughs> Honey garlic uh, spare rib uh, scented air. Uh, there's some guy over there eating some uh, honey fried uh, cactus <laughs> sticks. Uh, what a treat to be here. Good to see everyone. Uh, I went to the uh, pet shop uh, just on the weekend. Last weekend, you ever go to the 
pet shop, anyone here? <laughs> Petco? You have a guy? You look like a Petco guy. <laughs> um, I went in with my little niece to uh, grab a puppy. I love puppies. What's your favorite dog, sir? Uh, French Bulldog. French Bulldog? So you got a flair for the exotic? Uh, <laughs> I went into Petco, um, and they didn't have puppies. Uh, it was a bizarre guy. <laughs> um, they had they had a, a fish tank full of rats. <laughs> and my uh, little niece uh, wanted a rat. And I'm like, boy, there's a wonderful pet to have around the house. Uh, you know, a golden toothed rodent that you know spread the bubonic plague and wiped out uh, most of uh, Europe and the. Uh, you know, 13th century, gang. You want to Google that? You know, that's, that, that century's pretty accurate. 13th century. Uh, you know, these things uh, were hosts of fleas, sir, that carried a horrible disease. They called it the Black Death. Were you aware of that, young fella? Yeah. Well, you don't have to laugh. Millions died. <laughs> Millions of people died in uh, 14th century Europe, and uh, we got a crazy nut uh, up here laughing uh, that they died. <laughs> With the smell of uh, bamboo uh, teriyaki chicken in here. <laughs> up here uh, pretending we're all flowers in the attic. <laughs> um, so, we didn't get the rat, sir, pay attention to the show, uh, didn't get the rat, but we went around the corner, uh, my sinister friend, and what we saw next, man, was a scorpion, uh, this pet shop, for some reason, was selling scorpions, and you know, pet shops are primarily for kids, folks, and, uh, here I am thinking, holy smokes, holy, uh, you know, a uh, food court delicious uh, crab dip from a seafood stand. Uh, you know, what, what's the deal behind a uh, scorpion? You know, you, what do you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars childproofing your house? <laughs> let's get Billy a uh, black African scorpion with a poison dart sticking out of his arse. <laughs> Okay, you didn't like that one. How about this? I, uh, I went around another corner at this pet shop guy. You're going to like this because I know you like shapes. I go around another corner and there's a fish tank with snakes in it. Like snakes. And I'm thinking, wow, what a, what a treat here. I mean, uh... Let's not let Billy play with the Lego because it's a choking hazard. Why don't we get Billy a 14-foot-long, uh, you know, Burmese python and let him wrap that around his neck while he's watching, uh, you know, uh, Roger's Romper Room. <laughs> and then the problem with getting a but 12-foot Burmese python, ma'am, you know this, you, uh, then you got to start buying gazelles. Because, well, I didn't really want you to laugh like that, so. It's throwing me off. Um, so 
guy leaving. Expensive about, oh, you're sitting down, okay. Uh, so then you gotta buy gazelles to feed the damn snakes, because you know you're gonna run out of kids real quick. <laughs> Okay. You can tell if you're mocking me, sir. Pretty sure that guy's mocking me over there. I haven't in a big mock, but I somehow I enjoy it. Sure you're mocking laugh. I'd like to have you come over when I'm showering. Stand just outside the door and laugh at my gnarled penises. Caught a lawnmower propeller when I was 14. I'm bent and scarred. See? He wants to laugh at my gnarled fucking landmine penis. He's a plant. That's my. He's my guy. I brought him in here. Say hello to Eddie. I, uh, I don't know if any of you can see through my shirt. Uh, but underneath this shirt, ma'am, I have a Star of David. Are you familiar with that? Are you Jewish, ma'am? Um, no. You, you weren't sure, though. <laughs> there was a bum in front of it. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and do you want to see my gnarled penis? <laughs> Any Jewish people here? Let's be honest. Where are you? Are you a Jewish guy? What's, what's your last name? Is it a traditional Jewish name? Uh, it's Wolfson. Wolfson? It's a little unusual. That is weird. I like it as the word wolf in it, though. You know, I have some gazelle at my house. <laughs> come over and feast. Did you wear a star, David? No, I don't. I wear it in my heart. In your heart? Oh, that's nice. I'd be really weird if you... Someone took an x-ray of you. Fucking <laughs> your heart had points on it. I'm not Jewish. But I wear a star of David. Does that make you mad? No. Here's why I do it. Because the Jews were a persecuted people, so you kind of got to be on your guard all the time, subconsciously in the back of your head, right? Sure. So the star of David is no mistake. I figured out that it's actually like a ninja star. <laughs> so I wear a Star of David whenever I travel in case shit go down <laughs> on Southwest Airlines. I just get that thing out and whack. Huh? Hit someone right in the esophagus with a Star of David. Huh? You're the only one laughing. <laughs> It's funny, right? Yeah. These people were Jewish. Fuck, even that guy would be going down. <laughs> That's how I know me and you are the only Jews in the room. <laughs> Ma'am, you're sitting beside me. Do you enjoy my milky thighs? <laughs> Just gonna have some fun topics for you guys tonight. Oh, yeah. Here we go. What I want to do is switch gears for a second, gang, and uh, have someone in the audience pick a topic. Because this has been all me. This is selfish. I stand up here bathed in the reek of sesame chicken. Anybody want to throw out a topic for me to do a joke about? Pizza. What is Scrabble? 
did, I heard pizza though. <laughs> but, you, but you're running the show. <laughs> you're not allowed because you know pizza's a. It's got to be from some of the the the, the the locals from up in the hills here. Anyone? Just family. Anyone. What? Your family. My family. There you go, man. My family, which are human beings, right? Like you, who believe in the existence of a greater force, maybe God, maybe an energy, right? And that God, that energy, created the cosmos. The cosmos which goes on for infinity, that none of us in this room are able to comprehend. So therefore, ma'am, thanks to that topic, I can't do a joke. <laughs> get to pizza. <laughs> Is that the light? You're holding up the light? How much time do I have, like, technically? Like, three or five minutes. How long? Three or five minutes. Three or five? My dealer's choice? <laughs> okay. Okay. Anybody here like nature shows? Guy, you're all dressed up like Paul Bunyan's star's little brother, Eddie. <laughs> What's your favorite animal out in the world? Not a domestic animal. I need a wild. Can you, is this loud enough, ma'am? Because you were looking at me like you just saw a little koala wandering through the eucalyptus with fucking leprosy on its eyes. <laughs> Guy, what's your favorite wild animal? Raccoons. Raccoons? Why? And I think I already know the answer. <laughs> because what? They're hilarious. They're hilarious. So in other words, you're saying you'd rather be standing in front of a dumpster right now <laughs> instead of watching me, because I'm just funny. <laughs> Raccoons are fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, I really know how to hurt a guy. <laughs> I love nature shows, my friend, sitting all alone with the I just bought a new shovel at Home Depot look in your eyes. <laughs> I'm watching a nature show the other day, sir, okay? One of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. A bald eagle gliding over the surface of a lake, okay? A bald eagle. So, all right. It wasn't completely bald. It was like a comb-over eagle <laughs> flying over the surface of a lake. Gets its big yellow hands out, right? Big talons. Wham! Pulls a salmon right out of the water. That's right, salmon. <laughs> salmon has a silent L, ladies and gentlemen. I know that. Because I learned that in school. <laughs> Pulls the salmon up out of the water, and I thought, man, I want that moment. I want that moment for me. So here's what I did. I drove up to a lake, little fella. <laughs> I rented myself a hang glider. I stopped in at 7-Eleven I bought myself a bag of bugles 
put one of those little witch hats on each finger. I glided over the surface of that lake. Wham! I didn't get a salmon, but lucky for me, there was a little Korean kid kayaking. Right in the fucking eye. Dropped them on the house of pies over there. What do I got? Three, about five? All right. I'm going to end it up, folks. I just want to say this. Uh, it's a new year, 2014. And uh, coincidentally, the dinner number 14 downstairs is out of this fucking world. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Okay, okay. So there it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> as you can hear, <laughs> not the not the best night for me. But you know, I do it by design. You know, when when I go into a town or a city, and I'm like the headliner, and I have to do an hour long show. I crank the energy up to like a 10, an 11 out of 10, man. I just, I bring it, you know what I mean? But when I do these shows, I purposely kind of tone the energy down to like two or three. And I know it seems counterproductive or counterintuitive, but I kind of, I kind of go up there in a real low key mode and I kind of, present the material at the lowest kind of octane, if you know what I mean. And that way I don't feel any pressure. I'm not performing. I'm not making facial expressions. I'm not moving around stage. If you watch me at the real clubs, I shouldn't say the real clubs, but when you watch me at a big, you know, A-list headliner club or at a theater, man, I'm, I'm moving every muscle in my body. I'm moving around the stage. I'm raising my voice. I'm making facial expressions, my arms are flailing, my legs are gone. When I do these nights, I literally just stand there motionless at the microphone and I just kind of keep the energy like right about here, you know. I keep it very just kind of, you know, inside and kind of just, you know, you know what I mean? And the reason I do that is it's kind of a technique I use where I throw out new material, and I go, if they're laughing at it at this level right here, like down here, and and something's clicking, I go, okay, I got something there. And then I can build on it and build on it, and then when I think it's ready, I'll throw it up when I do, you know, one of the big hour-long shows that I do. But I find it kind of neat to to work on a real low level and see if I get a bump out of people. And uh, and also by not raising the energy and not adding showmanship to the performance, it's just about the words at that point. There's they're, they're, they're not laughing at my demeanor. They're not laughing at my energy. They're not laughing at my physicality. It's all about just what are the words? And I go, go to myself, if the words can elicit laughter then it's only going to get better as I start to layer it with physicality, with facial expressions, with energy, with movement, with life, yada, yada, yada. So there you go. A little peek behind the curtain if you're interested. I don't know if you are, but if you're not, at least hopefully you got some, <laughs> some laughs out of there somewhere. 
again, I just thought it was really funny that uh, that I was up in the in the in the rafters of a Chinese restaurant. That's the beauty of comedy, man. You just you know you just end up in the weirdest places doing the weirdest things. So for you guys that go to a cubicle every day or an office, you know, take comfort in that. At least you're not standing in the attic of a Chinese restaurant with fish tanks bubbling down below you. <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of the show. Uh, kind of a little special treat there. I hope you enjoyed it, folks. Um, and speaking of my stand-up comedy at Full Tilt... Yes, at Full Tilt, uh, check me out uh, this weekend in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, at the Improv. I'll be there Thursday through Saturday, January 23rd through the 25th. It's going to be a really good time. And then uh, two weeks after that, February 8th, I will be in Moncton, New Brunswick, up in Canada, in the uh, maritime province of New Brunswick, doing the Hubcap Comedy Festival on Saturday the 8th. It's going to be a great show at a great big giant theater. I will not be performing at the level I did at the Chinese restaurant, trust me. Uh, and also I'm going to be working there with uh, a real good guy, a good friend of mine, a guy named John Wing Jr., who uh, was one of the finalists on America's Got Talent this last season. And then later in February, mid-February, uh, February 13th to the 16th, you can catch me at the Ontario Improv, not Ontario, Canada, Ontario, California. It's a city just outside of Los Angeles. Um, and all these shows, please go to harlandwilliams.com and you can get your tickets there. Also, while you're at harlandwilliams.com, please hit the subscribe button to my YouTube channel. As I said, and have been saying, I'm, I'm putting out a lot of wacky videos um, that I've written and produced and act in and blah, blah, blah. And they're really just to entertain you. Hopefully you'll find them kind of kooky and funny. Uh, but you can't see them unless you click the subscribe button, uh, including uh, there's a new show I've got out called The 60 Second Talk Show. And uh, wait till you see my guest this week. Uh, my guest this week is President Barack Obama, okay? So that's a big show. The 60, I'm interviewing him for 60 seconds. Make sure you tune in, but you have to hit subscribe, and there will be all kinds of other great videos uh, showing up throughout the year, uh, all for you to enjoy. So uh, there you go, gang. Um, you can always write me at harlanwilliams.com, or if you want to leave a voicemail, you might even get on the podcast. All you got to do is dial 323-739-4330. That's seven, uh, it's 323-739-4330. It's just a voicemail. You won't be, have to talk to anyone, and you can leave a message. And if I like it, I'll throw it on the air, baby. So, uh, again, I'm sorry. There's the bell. I'm sorry for this whole podcast. I'm sorry for living. I'm sorry for existing. I'm sorry for everything. But there's one thing I'm not sorry for, and that is, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Sorry. <laughs>